Good morning, Bethany Community Church and friends. We are live here at Five Points for our, our second week of live stream services, and uh, this is not what we would have uh, chosen for ourselves at this point in time, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited for what God is doing in the life of his church uh, through this time. We're in uh, Matthew chapter 6 this morning, so go ahead and turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34 with me if you would. And uh, last time there was a, a crisis of this magnitude in our community, uh, November 17th of 2013. Uh, we looked at the Sermon on the Mount here in Matthew chapter 6. And we looked at verses 19 through 21 about not laying up treasures for yourself here on earth, but laying up treasures for yourself in heaven. And as we looked at that passage, uh, we kind of saw three principles as we looked at Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21 several years ago. We saw that you cannot save your stuff, you can't keep your stuff, you can't keep your life, and you can't lose Christ. We looked at that several years ago. And now this morning, I want us to look at some verses that follow here in the Sermon on the Mount, verses 25 through 34, that kind of help us apply some of those principles we learned many years ago as we look at worry and anxiety. These are some verses that I've heard several pastors uh, teaching on over the last couple weeks. Um, my friend Doug Van Meter, I saw that he, w- he and his church were looking at these verses in their church in South Africa this morning, or their morning, several hours ago, however that works. And so these are some verses that I want us to look at this morning as well. And I think these are incredible verses for us to look at. You and I need to be reminded that worry is not to be a part of the life of a believer. And so let me read these verses in our Sunday morning time of devotion this morning. Here's here's what Jesus says in verse 25 of Matthew chapter 6 and following. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And and why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble." And Heavenly Father, we, we pray for your special blessing upon our church this morning. I pray for those with anxious hearts. I pray for those who are concerned, who are worried. 
Lord, we recognize that there are legitimate things to be concerned about, and yet we know at the same time you call your children not to be anxious, not to be worried. And, and Father, we recognize this morning that we are not obedient to you in that instruction, in that command. And so help our hearts this morning to look to you and to be obedient as we should. And we pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Well, as I said earlier, uh, I believe that this is a very uh, great gift of God that he's given us right now, this, this pandemic sweeping the world. I believe it's a, a gracious gift from a Heavenly Father to his believers who, who love him. And that may kind of sound like a surprising thing to say. In fact, I thought about retitling this, uh, you know, something like uh, God's gift of a pandemic to his church, because I, I really do believe that there are exciting things that God is going to do through this time. I mentioned one of them earlier. Another thing that God is doing in the life of his children right now He's causing us to recognize what we worship and what we value. And God in his grace, I believe, is confronting us with the things that we love, with the things that we value, with the things that we treasure, and, and reminding us that the things we treasure are not the things that we ought to treasure, not the one who we ought to treasure. And in his grace, he's causing us to turn away from idols, to look upon him, treasure him, and increase our joy. And that is a gracious gift from God. Now, we're not excited as we ought to be. I say that, and I recognize that I'm not as excited as I ought to be. I'm, I'm anxious, and it's not a wonder that we're anxious. Here's just some headlines that I've seen over the last couple days. In fact, Wednesday morning, I just opened up my cell phone, and I did a screenshot a couple times throughout the morning, Wednesday morning. Uh, this is... Um, I think this is from the Drudge Report, and, and all, you may not be able to read all the headlines, but just trust me, I think they're all bad, right? They're all, they're all headlines that make your, make your stomach kind of lose its, its, uh, lose its lunch a little bit, or breakfast, or coffee, or whatever you're drinking right now. You know, cash for the people, uh, recession or depression, like those are your two options. Uh, government wants phone data to track the sick. New York City may shelter in place. That's happened since then, of course. Uh, CNN, more lockdowns and travel restrictions as virus toll grows. U.S. states are closing schools, ordering people to stay home, deploying the National Guard. I mean, you read each of those headlines and your, your stomach just starts to flutter. Here's some more, if that's not enough. Fox News, uh, coronavirus can linger in the air for hours and on surfaces like cardboard boxes far longer. Far longer says a study. Uh, people with this blood type might be more at risk. You don't know which blood type. Worry. Uh, Pence gives update on cor coronavirus response. How coronavirus is changing daily lives. Uh, CNN. If, 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 just the, if just the virus isn't scary enough, CNN kind of gives us some headlines that see that there's, there's division within our country about how to deal with it. Trump to millennials. Heed the advice. Why aren't those millennials listening? Uh, then there's some other headlines that deal with kind of uh, uh, officials pushing back against Trump, uh, hit back at Trump for his use of the term Chinese virus. You read all these headlines, right? And it's just, oh, it's discouraging. Not just discouraging, but worrying. I want us to think about these verses. And, and as we look at Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, as that serves as a lens for looking at headlines like this, how, how should we respond? There's a couple problems, right? 
Some of us, as we look at headlines like this, we're going to worry. We're going to be concerned. And, and worry reveals for some of us that there are things we value far more than we should. We, we think about the future, and the idea of losing something is overwhelming. The idea of not being safe, the idea of not having our financial freedom, the idea of not having a secure job, the idea of not having enough a hand sanitizer, which, by the way, a couple years ago, that Mother's Day gift, looking a lot better right now, right? Very valuable. Uh, but we, we're worried about those things. We're concerned. We, we, we worry. Are we, are we going to be able to provide for our children? We worry about our, our health and the health of those we love and about the afterlife. We worry about all of these things. And as this worry manifests itself, there's a physical reaction. There's, there's stress. There's suffering. There's depression. We get angry. We're overprotective. That's what some of us struggle with. Now, now some of us, some of us this morning, and this is kind of an interesting other side of the coin here. Some of us may read headlines like this and we're not worried. So some of us read headlines like this and we get worried because we love the things of this world and the idea of not having something in this world frightens us to death. It makes us anxious. Some of us aren't worried. But it's, it's not because we're treasuring Christ. We're not worried because we don't really believe that the things that we love are going to be taken away. And, and that's also a problem. In other words, I say, you know what, I'm not worried because I know that eventually life is going to return to normal. I have all this stuff of the kingdom, and yeah, it's being taken away for a couple weeks, but, but my hope is not in Christ. My hope is that I'm going to get all my stuff back. You know, I'm going to get my sports back. I'm going to get my TV uh, shows live back. I'm going to get my, my relationships with my friends where I can see them again. All that's coming back. All the things of this kingdom that I love, I'm going to get back, and so I'm not worried. That's also not what God calls us to. Here's the central idea that I want us to think about this morning. God very graciously bringing us to a point where we consider this this morning. We can, we can think about this in a more profound way than perhaps at any other point in our life over the next few weeks. The more I seek God's kingdom, the less I worry about loss in this kingdom. And conversely, the more I'm worried about loss and kingdom, the, the less I'm seeking God's kingdom. So I, I need to be, think very carefully this morning, very biblically, am I seeking God's kingdom? As, I, as God confronts me with loss in this kingdom, am I being more and more mindful of my need to seek God's kingdom? I want to look at two commands in these verses. Here's the first command. The first command, do not be anxious. Jesus says in verse 25, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. He's, he's here in the, the king, on the Sermon on the Mount, and as he talks about different things, we talked about what he talked about last time, he says, don't be, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about your life. Don't be anxious about what you're going to eat. Don't be anxious about what you're going to drink. Life there means kind of the, the sum total of your experiences in this kingdom. Don't, don't be anxious. That word anxious is, is a word we see often in Scripture. Jesus tells Martha, 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 you're, you're anxious, you're troubled about many things. Paul in Philippians 4 says, don't be anxious about anything. In other words, your concerns reveal where your heart is. And one of the most frequent commands in all of Scripture is to not fear, to not be anxious. It's a huge deal. And worry manifests itself and reveals what I'm actually worshiping. There's a, a physical reaction sometimes that I have toward the idea of loss in the future. Uh, Whitney said it was okay for me to, to share this uh, with you, but um, Whitney and I struggle with anxiety. We, we struggle with fear. We struggle with the idea of loss. And 
we struggled with when our kids were younger, and we thought as they get older and are more capable of taking care of themselves, perhaps we'll fear less. And that has not yet been the case in terms of the things we worry about. In fact, the stakes just get bigger with our children as they get older. And by God's grace, I think he's growing us in our ability to trust in him, and yet there's, there's still things we're anxious and worried about. In fact, uh, sometimes I'll, Whitney and I will ask each other, how did we sleep? And we'll say, you know, not, not well. I was thinking about this or I was thinking about that. And so we've, we've recognized our need to, to grow and continue to grow in this area. And so we, we play this game with each other. So whenever one of us says that they're anxious about something, the other will kind of one-up them a little bit. Like, okay, you're, you're worried about that, but what have you thought about this? And kind of the, the joke is to see who can do a physical reaction with their worry first. So, for example, it's like, uh, hey, so uh, Hannah's coming home from college. Yeah, I've I'm, I'm, I'm been kind of worried about will she make her flights and stuff like that. I said, yeah, okay. When he was saying that a week or two ago, I said, yeah, what about this? What about what if she does make her flight, she comes home and she's failing all her classes? And she says, yeah, what if she's failing all her classes and dropping out of school? You know, we just kind of one-up one up each other until the other one goes, oh, I hadn't even thought about that. We were playing that game a couple weeks ago. You know, you know what we didn't say? Hey, what if Hannah comes back from school and there's a worldwide pandemic and all of society basically shuts down and she can no longer return to school and has to spend a semester at home, which... Not that bad for me, but you know, she no longer is able to go back to school and has to do all of her classes online as the entire global economy and world shuts down. We didn't even say that one. It wasn't even on our list of possible things that could go wrong. So, so what do you do with that command? Don't be anxious. What will you say, Daniel, Jesus? Things, things happen all the time. Bad things happen all the time. Right now, bad things are happening. There are people in our church right now who had these, these amazing dreams. There are some of you kids, you had these amazing plans for the spring semester about athletics you're going to be involved in. Some of you, this is your senior year of high school and you are missing out. Some of you are not able to participate in, in, in uh, academic teams, robot leagues, soccer games, basketball championships. You are missing out. Some of you had weddings planned and just... Some of you young women, you've, for, for years you've dreamed about what a wedding would be like and you are experiencing loss. Some of you are experiencing loss on a very profound, deep level and you're sorrowful. You say, how can I not worry? How can I not be anxious about this terrible thing that's happening? Jesus gives three reasons. Here's reason number one. Here's why you should not be anxious. Number one, reason number one, there's more to life and whatever it is you're worrying about. He says, it's not life more than, so here's life, here's weddings and, and graduation celebrations and uh, time with family and, and good things. And here, here's life. And Jesus says, isn't life more than these things? More than food, more than the body more than clothing, the things you spend your time worrying about fall short of the things that really define the essence of life. But you and I forget that reality on a daily basis and so we worry and so God in his grace has shut down the world so that we can be confronted with this reality. Look, there's more to life than whatever it is you're worrying about. The essence of life is Christ. Jesus is all and in all, Paul tells us in Colossians 3. Verse 11, Psalm 27, 4. One thing I have asked of the Lord, 
that I will seek after, that I, may be, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. You see, worry reveals that we are focused on our, our treasure. If I'm out somewhere and things get delayed, I say, okay, it's not a big deal. I can delay my treasure. But now God in his sovereignty is saying, no, 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 I'm taking treasures away so you can recognize, look, there's more to life than whatever it is you're worrying about. There's more to life than just getting back to normal. Here's reason number two. Jesus says don't worry. Number two, God values you and he's aware of your needs. Listen to these comforting words from verse 26. Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? In other words, there's a lot of bad things that might happen. And and Jesus says, look, I want you to just look at nature here. Look at the birds. And Luke, he says, the, the ravens. And even though you're concerned about future events, look at how God takes care of even, even the birds. And so you are of greater value. And so if God is aware of the needs of lesser things, how much more is he aware of the value of those of us who are of greater value, the, the needs of those who are of greater value? And when we worry, we're denying God's knowledge and his ability. Right now, right now, we are exactly where God knew we needed to be. Right now, we find ourselves exactly where God in his love knew that we needed to be. God knew that we needed COVID-19. God knew that to increase our holiness, to increase our our love for his people, to increase our love for God, to to grow us in holiness for whatever reason, even though this is not what we'd have chosen for ourselves, God knew that we we needed this for our good and his glory. This is not something that's taken place because God doesn't love us, but because he does and he knows what we ultimately need. Our life is more than the things that, that we treasure of this kingdom God's aware of us and of our needs. And then the third reason, reason number three, we see in verses 27 through 30. Worry cannot accomplish anything of value. Listen to what Jesus says. And which of you, this is verses 27 through 30, and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his lifespan? And and why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I tell you, even Solomon, all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Anxiety doesn't have the ability to add a single hour to our lifespan, Jesus says. And in fact, as we're anxious, we actually are, are not experiencing 
things that would add value to life. Psalm 127, verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds a house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain that you rise up early and go, to late, go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Work, anxiety, those things add nothing to our lives. And it's in vain that we try to increase the things of this world through anxiety. And so Jesus concludes in verses 31 through 32. He says, don't be anxious, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. So that's, that's the don't. Don't be anxious. And then Jesus gives this, this do command. He says, do seek the kingdom of God. So I'm not going to be anxious, and when I see anxiety, I'm going to repent of it because I recognize that, that anxiousness over the things of this world reveals that I'm worried about the future, that I'm not worshiping God, that I treasure the things of this earth more than Christ. And so what, I'm going to, what am I going to do instead? I'm going to seek the kingdom of God. Here's, here's what he says in verse 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. And so when he says these things, he's kind of talking about, you know, these things, they're, they're not that big of a deal. That The things of this life, don't worry. God will give you what you need. And, and don't fear. Don't fear because you're, you're getting the kingdom. Now, here are just a couple principles for us to think about as we think about what it means to seek the kingdom of God. Number one, let go of this kingdom. The first principle is we seek the kingdom of God. We've we got to let go of this kingdom. And many of you are going through much harder things than I am in this area. On, honestly, I, I'm at a stage of life where I'm, I'm not experiencing the loss that the many people who are younger or, or older are experiencing. I, I look at my kids and the things that they're missing out on. Some of you kids, you're missing out on time with friends, on time with with. Uh, teammates, and, and, and really, you know, I've got some of the most valuable people in my life stuck at home with me right now. I mean, they, they, they literally cannot leave, and, and i got to be honest, there's parts of that that very beautiful, right? I don't have a wedding coming up. I don't have a uh, graduation. So I'm, I'm, I'm not experiencing the same loss that others are, but, but some of you, God is bringing this to, to a reality in some very profound ways, and, and so God in his grace is saying, look, these things that are they're good things, they're not bad things, but they're not the thing. And as we are confronted with loss in this kingdom, we let go. Okay, God, I'm losing some money right now. Okay, I've lost my job. Okay, God, you're sovereignly forcing me to let go of this kingdom. I'm trusting in you. Another principle, we, we provide for the needs of others. God in his grace as we seek his kingdom says, okay, I'm placing you in a situation where you're letting go of this kingdom and now your eyes perhaps in a very unique way are, are focused on the, the people who are around you. And so again, I would just urge our church so urgently by God's grace, seek to provide for the emotional, the spiritual, the physical needs of each other right now. By God's grace, plug in more deeply to the people that God has placed in your community of faith. Bethany Community Church, as God gives you the ability on, on a daily basis, be seeking to, to meet the physical, emotional needs 
of others. There are those who have profound need right now, those who are, are lonely and may not even seem that lonely. By God's grace, reach out to them. Third principle here, rest in your secure investment. As you see the Drudge Reports, the CNNs, the Fox News, whatever other news source you have, as, as you see those headlines tomorrow, today, there are going to be things that just continue and continue and continue to get worse before they get better, perhaps. But you know what? Our hope is not in return to normalcy. I don't say, you know what? I have hope because eventually the stock market is going to come back. I have hope because eventually classes are going to resume. I have hope because eventually I'll be back in, in uh, college. I'll be back in the workplace. That, that's not the hope. As I seek the kingdom of God, I say, look, all those things are eventually going to pass away no matter what. My hope, the thing that I'm going to rest in, is my secure investment in eternity. I know that no matter what happens, I'm secure in Christ this morning. And so no matter what the world brings, no matter what diseases and illnesses plague the planet, no matter what wars take place or whatever circumstances and disasters take place in my own individual life, I rest in the fact that I am in Christ and he knows what I need. And then finally, check your heart as you find your treasure. Continue to check your heart as God confronts us with the things that we love. It's gracious of God to have brought us to where we are this morning. We're worried about our physical health. We're worried about our financial health. We're worried about these various things. And Jesus says, look, 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 don't be anxious. There's more to life than life. Your treasure is in Christ. Seek first the kingdom of God. The more I seek God's kingdom, the less I worry about loss in this one. Let's pray. Father, we thank you by your grace. You've brought us to this, this point this morning to cause us to, to treasure you more. Lord, I pray just a special prayer of a blessing upon troubled saints this morning, those whose hearts are uneasy, whose hearts are just very fearful as they think about the different things that are going on in, in life. I pray that you would comfort those saints. And for those saints who are not worried, but are not worried because they love this kingdom and just think they're going to get the kingdom back, for those of us who are in that category, Father, shake our hearts. Shake our trust in ourselves and cause us in our love for our own, uh, own possessions and, and security. Shake us from that. Whatever means you need to do in order to shake us, do it to us, Father, so that we would treasure that which is of infinite value, you. We pray this in the name of our great treasure, Jesus Christ. Amen.